I'm John DeMay with M Jigs. Today, I'd like to share with you a little bit about a couple products that we have in our lineup that we're really excited about. The first product I'd like to talk to you about today is the Joe Football Head Jig. Right out of the package, you'll notice that our football head jig is different than most on the market. What makes our jigs different is the quality of components. Let's start with the hook. These hooks are custom made for us in Japan. 90 degree bend, black nickel hooks, razor sharp, JDM quality. All of our Joe football head jigs have living rubber skirts. They're hand tied with copper wire to ensure that they stay affixed and it also helps them to flare while they're in the water. We powder paint and heat cure each jig to ensure that the paint stays on your jig even when you're fishing rock. Another feature that separates our jig from other jigs on the market is the screw lock keeper. The screw lock keeper does a couple things for you. Not only does it keep your beta fixed, it'll save you money on soft plastics that pull off of standard barb keepers. The second product I'd like to talk to you about is our hybrid flip and swim jig. We also have a custom hook in our flip and swim jig. It's a 4-aught, 30-degree bend, black nickel hook. It has the same durable paint, the same great keeper, and a hand-tied silicone skirt to complete it. So if you're looking for a premium product that's going to give you an edge over your competition, look us up at demjigs.com. Stank's Bait Company has been hand-pouring and injecting soft plastic baits since 2009. Each bait is hand-poured with you in mind, and each bait is injected with fish-catching juice. They've got over 20 baits to choose from, and Stank's Bait gives you unparalleled custom colors, and they'll match the hatch of your local lake forage. Plus, they feature soft plastic custom airbrushing, and now they offer their services to you and your soft baits so pretty you'll want to frame it but don't because the fish aren't going to see it on your wall and they're not going to smell it until you get it in the water you can find them online at stanksbaitco.com or at tackle warehouse fisherman central sportsman's direct and dnr sports stanks baits get them The swim jig technique is one of the most successful ways to put fish in the boat. Time in and time out, Bravani Bait swim jigs are just the right tool for the job. Beaming with quality, the Bravani swim jigs come in a myriad of colors, feature the best premium hooks and solid trailer keepers to give you, the serious bass angler, the confidence you need to accomplish your goal of putting more fish in the boat. So go to BravaniBaits.com and start climbing the ladder to swim jig success. Rageous Outdoors is quickly becoming the industry leader in tournament fishing apparel. There's no better way to represent your sponsors than with a Rageous jersey. At Rageous, you can get a short sleeve, long sleeve, sweatpants, the best prices in the industry. Rageous also offers club and team discounts, special high school and college prices. Our website is easy to navigate, and Rageous' staff will make the process quick and easy for you. Rageous Outdoors, offering high-quality tournament apparel for the weekend angle. Outfit yourself from head to toe. Check out Rageous online at www.rageous.com. Welcome back. This is Straycast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm your host, Pat Renwick. Uh, this is Ryan Popcorn Whitaker, who just got back Hello. from the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> he made it just in the nick of time. I was getting some water. Uh, pull the power pulls up. 
Okay, because we're going to go for a little ride right now with Bassmaster Elite Series Touring Pro. Let's give it up for Bradley Roy right here. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Woo. That's how we do it. What's up, Brad? Man, not much. I'm just uh, sitting sitting here waiting on you guys to call me. I'm Uh, sorry. Steve Kennedy (laughs) would not shut up. He just kept talking. He kept he kept going. He kept yeah. going. I don't know when what he was wrong. Meant to say, yeah. It was really me. It's my fault, not Steve. Steve. No problem at all, man. Yeah, I, I love Steve Kennedy, man. It's uh, I didn't get to tell him congratulations to Dardanelle, but he did a he did a great job there. It's, dude, we're glad you're here. Uh, this is your first time on this crazy show. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, it's great to be here. I mean. Uh, I guess, is this a fairly new show for you guys, or have you been doing this a while? Like, we've been doing it for about a year now, and, okay, cool. and you knew me from the radio days way, way right. back that's then. Right, you know, I, I thought that's what you were still doing, so this is neat, uh, definitely a, a different twist. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's live. We're, we're actually television stars now, Bradley. Well, that's awesome. That's what you want to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He just wanted people it's, to see his hair. Yeah, I just wanted. Yeah, just that's that's exactly it. But what, dude? Welcome to the show. You're having a pretty good season, dude. I, I'm 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 glad to see that. You know, you're doing all right. Yeah, you know, I, last year I made my first classic, and uh, to be having a pretty solid season to back that up, uh, I, I can't complain about that. You know, we've still got three more events left in the year, and they're going to be totally different events than what we've done so far. You know, we're going up north for the next three, so sure. uh, definitely going to be a little different than the first part of it, but. Definitely happy with the start to my season. Yeah, you got to be stoked for Champlain, right? Yeah, I, the, the next three tournaments we've got are you know Lake Champlain, St. Lawrence River, and St. Clair up north. And I mean, all those places are just full of fish, full of big smallmouth, and uh, definitely going to be a lot of fish caught and a lot of fun. So you always get excited when you get to go to places like that. It, it's crazy because I mean, really, they are world class fisheries. There's no doubt about it. No doubt Absolutely. about it. And you, you being at this game for for a few years now, like what what this is like your seventh year, right, or sixth year? What is it? Six, seventh, maybe going on eight. I'm not okay. sure. <laughs> I, I knew I knew it'd been a bit, um, but it's like it's got to be overwhelming for you, man, as a as a young bass angler. Like, and, and I'm going back, like when you fir- your first your rookie season, it's like, man, you got to just be jacked up because it's like every lake you're going to are lakes that you. Uh, dreamed about as a kid you know yeah it really is and it's awesome to be able to go to places like that but you know going into it you know if it's easy for you to catch 17 18 20 pounds (laughs) easy for everybody to catch it so it's kind of a different mindset but they're they're definitely slugfest type tournaments and it's it's not a tournament where you're trying to get a bite kind of like we were doing at dardanelle it's a tournament where you're trying to catch those bigger ones get the right bites sure right that separates the, uh, the the men from the boys on the elite. Exactly. No, no doubt about it. And how, how do you feel is the best way of going about that, too? Because, I mean, it's tough. I mean, we, we fish some fisheries up in Wisconsin like that, too, where you get a million bites a day. And uh, it's, it just seems like it seems like the guys that win are like, I got six bites today, you know? And the other guys yeah. are getting 100. It's a hard – that's the million-dollar question, you know? And to me, for me, when I go up north, it usually ends up being one or two things. There's either – a an area that's producing better quality fish you know maybe you're catching four pounders versus three and a half or three and a half versus threes whatever it may be but a lot of times it comes down to just a little bait change you know maybe a different color on your drop shot or or a different color tube or something that just lets you catch a size bigger fish and at the end of the day you know it ends up you have 18 and and all the rest of the guys have 17 or 16 or whatever it may be so i either look for it's an area whether there's an area on that body of water that's producing 
better quality fish for some reason or if if there's just a little small bait change that i can make uh inside those smaller areas so you're always experimenting when you start getting bit changing colors and just seeing what happens then right yeah because i mean and i hate to say this you know go up north and not be able to get a bite but it's usually (laughs) not an issue to go catch you know you're not 12 13 pounds never gets you anywhere you know but but that's kind of fairly easy to catch you've got to be able to figure out how to catch those uh you know three and four pound fish but the the thing up north is you don't catch a lot of those big ones when we fish down south we may not be getting that many bites but we have the chance to catch a six seven eight pounder Mm -hmm. up north a four or five pounders are really big ones so you've got to got to play you got to have all your fish be in that three to four pound range you know and and not ever having those small ones so you've got to got to figure out what triggers those yeah i mean then like you said it that's the million dollar question how do you do that Exactly. I'm gonna. That'll be the tough. The I tough mean, question. but that, but that's what makes you guys good because you know whether it's you or, or or somebody else in that in that dynamic field, one of you guys is always figuring something out, just a little bit different. It could be the same. You know, you guys all could be on the jerk bait bite. Okay, you could be all on. Uh, you know, throwing the chatter chicken. You could be. You know, like that moon eye jig at the like you guys did at at cherokee in the beginning it's there's just little subtleties that eat that somebody figures out it separates the men from the boys like we said earlier it's crazy dude yeah it is and it's frustrating a lot of times for me because you know i i fish a tournament maybe i finish in the 30s or 40s or have kind of a mediocre mediocre tournament and then i watch the show or I watch Bassmaster Live and I see how those guys catch them. And You're like son of a gun! I should have. Yeah, done it's that. like man, you know, I fished that. No, it's either two things. It's either I fished through that area in practice, wasn't <laughs> throwing the right bait, or I was just there was something small that I just wasn't doing with my equipment or my presentation that was, you know, it's like you know I think Van Dam was that we were at Ross Barnett and the place was muddy. He was catching fish on a jerk bait in lily pads in muddy water. It's crazy. <laughs> and that's just what he figured out better than I did, which is the proven point that at, at this time he's he's better at what he was doing there was he he knew they were so keyed in on shad it didn't matter how muddy it was. He just wanted to throw something imitating shad. Right. And it's it's crazy that these guys pick up on that stuff, right. that little stuff so quick. And you were kicking yourself in the ass cuz you love that jerk bait. You- right. Oh, exactly. You know, and and I had a great tournament there. I mean, I finished 14th, so I'm not complaining about my finish. But it was just when I, when I watched that show, I'm like, "You got to be kidding!" Because I was trying to figure out how to get bit in the pads, and I couldn't get bit in them. You just blame and that, blame that, back, you know? blame that on the magazines and oh. all the TV shows. You know, <laughs> yeah, they always tell you, you got to have clear water to throw a jerk bait. Old and Uncle not Kevy. always. You know, that's crazy. That's old Uncle Kevy. He always yeah. comes up with something. Out thinking people. He, he does. Speaking of that jerk bait, man, I you know, it's something that and, and Steve Kennedy just said the same thing um b- before you came on. He's like, you know, throwing that jerk bait's something I need to do more of. And in for it's a lot of work to me to throw that jerk bait. I watch you throwing it, I watch Van Dam throwing it. it it's like man, it, it's a lot of work, ain't it? Need a good shoulder. It it is, and it's something you kind of You've got to commit to, and then I think a lot of times we get caught up jerkbait fishing thinking, oh, you just put a shad-colored one on, you throw it, and if they're not hitting that, they're not hitting jerkbait. But I think it's it gets kind of detailed, you know, whether there's it's a depth or line size or subtleties in color. Uh, I think there's a lot to, more to jerkbait fishing, and I think the Elite Series has proved that because more catching fish into, jerk, into May and June on jerkbaits. Right. Yeah, it's and, not you know, just not for just, breakfast. I'm not talking about up north. I'm talking about down south places. We shouldn't be catching them on a jerkbait. So I think it's opened the world's eyes to what a jerkbait can do. 
it, again, yeah, it's not just cold water. I mean, no, it's no. And, and that's the mindset that it's not just clear water. It's not just cold water. The jerk bait works all the time that's when right. they're keying in on that type of forage. Correct. Uh, I think, and I've I've gotten to where honestly, I you you said it. I love to throw a jerk bait, and I grew up throwing a jerk bait, Lake Cumberland, clear water, like we were talking about. But I've gotten to where I keep one on my deck now all the time and throw it in, in a lot of different situations because I've had my butt kicked so much by not throwing it uh, later on in the year. We had a guy on the show not too long ago. I won't uh, drop any names, Mike McClellan, who um, <laughs> said that uh, a lot of times <laughs> that he throws the jerk bait on the mono. Do you do that too? Are you using mono? Well, I have, uh, for instance, I did it at Okeechobee this year whenever I was fishing it over top of grass and I, I wasn't wanting the jerk bait to get down as deep and, you know, working it more subsurface, you know, foot underneath the water. So I, so I was throwing it on big mono so it wouldn't get down there any deeper. Uh, but most times, I mean, 90% of the time I'm throwing it fluorocarbon. What's the ideal setup? Give, give me like a rod and reel combo setup. You know, for- I, I'm, I build my own rods. I build MHX rods and I like throwing my jerk bait on an MB842, which that's a fast tip. Uh, I like to be fast or extra fast tip on a jerk bait because that's going to allow you to, you know, actually twitch the bait, actually put the action into the bait. And you want a medium action, a medium to a medium heavy action. Okay. Uh, so you can still work that bait, but you can, when a fish gets a hold of you, you're not pulling the treble hooks out of it. Gotcha. So an MB8, 842 is what I use MHX rod. You know, you want a high speed reel because you're not reeling the bait, you're working the bait with your rod. So I, I'm going to do like a seven to one gear ratio reel and 12 pound fluorocarbons, what I usually throw for a standard gotcha uh, clear carbon and, and that's th- just for me that's a good general you know way to start now like when we were fishing cherokee this this winter and i was throwing it some down there i was throwing a deep a little bit deeper one i was throwing it on eight and ten pound test trying to get it down there you know to you know that 10 to 12 foot range with a little deeper diving bill and water's clean sure cold all that good stuff but for most scenarios 12 pound floor carbon be 12, good 12 pound floor and you're using that 842 as a seven foot so it's a seven yeah, foot it, it's a seven foot. You know, I'm I'm not a tall guy, but I'm I'm like a I'm six foot or so. So I can I can jerk bait with a seven foot rod and not hit the water. Now some guys that may be shorter, they need a six nine, and that's that's perfectly fine for a jerk bait. And actually, probably will put more action into the rod. And then some guys that are taller may be able to use it a seven two or a seven three. It's all about your height and your comfort level. With you don't want to be able to hit the water every time. You know, you want to be able to sure. work the bait and not have to fool with that. Sure, a- absolutely, absolutely. Hey, um. It's uh, bass fishing's all about decisions. We we hear it all the time. I know it's a cliche, but but it is. It, it really comes down to decisions. What what's the best decision you've ever made in your career, Bradley? As far as a professional bass fishing, what's the best decision you ever made? Man, that's that's hard to say. Um, that that's a tough. one. It could you be career wise. It could be on the water. I mean, what think think about it. Think about that for a minute. You know. I don't know that I could give you a real good answer on that, but one thing I did as a fisherman a, f- a few years ago, I, I kind of just started doing my own thing. Now, when I say that, I'm not going off the wall. I'm not trying to catch them, you know, out in the middle of the lake doing stupid. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that, but I kind of made it a point to quit listening to Doc talk. You know, we get in trouble as fishermen because sure. I can tell you to come to my home lake, and I'll tell you how they should be biting at that at that right. lake. And you're, oh, That's Bradley key, told me to be. throw a June bug worm you know or whatever it may be and so you're going to get locked into that mindset and we get ourselves in trouble because if you had brought your own strengths and you're what you're confident in to my home lake you might have figured them out better that day than i would have 
So what I kind of learned, I made a decision about two or three years ago, and it, I think it made a difference in my fishing ability just to not listen to Doc Talk. Now, I'm going to pick up, like we were at Cherokee, for instance, the Demicky rig. Yeah. That's something that's situational that we all needed to know. So, yes, I was going to throw the Demicky rig. But for more often than not, what I've done is kind of got away from if I want to talk to a local about a lake or something like that, I don't want to hear what he's throwing. I don't really hear. I just want to know what they eat kind of general areas that maybe don't hold fish ever and then give me some general areas that do hold fish and let me figure it out myself and i think that's been a great decision for me awesome. as a fisherman you're you're beating to you're marching to the sound of your own drum <laughs> yeah that's right okay and i think it helps because you know instincts is what if you're a good fisherman you're a good fisherman for a reason it's partly because you have instincts you know that kind of we make this game way too hard, man. These fish aren't, they're not that smart. We, we like to give them too much credit. You know, kind of like the, we don't think they can bite a jerkbait in muddy water. Of course they can. It's they can find anything in muddy water. So we, we make it too hard. Hey, you, you had a cool deal uh, this last weekend. You, you had a, uh, a charity event that you were hosting. Um, tell us about that. Yeah, it's a company, uh, an organization called USA Cares. Uh, they're a little different with... Um, how they assist military families they work with post 9-11 uh military servicemen and women and their families and they actually take care of basic quality of life needs you know if these military men or women get out of the military and they're you know having trouble finding a job and in between the time they find a job and whatever there's car bills and light bills and house bills you know all that good stuff to be paid so that's where usa cares comes in and they'll they'll bridge the gap a little bit but anyway we had a uh a great tournament. I do two tournaments a year. The first one was on Harrington Lake, which is my home lake. We had, I think, 70 boats turn out for it. It's a, you know, We pay back quite a bit of money. We guarantee $2,500 first place, but we also you know, keep some money for USA Carriers, so it works out great. Um, lots of fish weighed in. I think there's 56 limits out of 70 weighed in, so nice. it was great. Wow. I, I bumped the fish. I actually, I enjoy doing that. <laughs> I, fish, I actually bumped, you know, check measured the fish. You were trip welding for the day. Off. Do you wear yeah, gloves? Yeah. Are you wearing but gloves? It's a great deal because I, I like to, uh, you know, take what I love, which is fishing, and then be able to give back at the same time. You know, so we kind of kind of bridge that gap between fishing and, and USA Cares. And we've got another tournament on Lake Cumberland, uh, September thirtieth, uh, this this fall. So if anybody watching from Kentucky and wants to come fish at it, we would love to have you there. So uh, I think we're guaranteeing three thousand dollars for that one. So it'll be a, a great tournament, a great a great event to be at. Where's that awesome. one, Bradley? Where's when is Le- it? Lake Cumberland. Uh, in Kentucky. And what date? September 30th, I believe. I'm not misquoting it, but I believe it's September 30th. Awesome. Awesome. That's a, that's a good deal. I mean, absolutely a good deal. Hey, um, you know, you kind of, you touched on it there a little bit. We overcomplicate things, um, as far as bass fishermen. Also, it seems like, and I don't know how to put this, but being a professional bass fisherman can almost be over-glorified can it it's it's really hard work yeah it is and i kind of thought i was kind of one of those people when i first got into this you know i was all excited about figuring out everything when i was young and you know you kind of there's a lot of people out there that think kevin van damme's got secret baits that nobody else has right and yet he might get baits quicker than you he might get the prototypes or whatever but there's no secrets to it most of the time it just comes down to hard work and these guys are some of the hardest working people that I know, the guys that fish the Elite Series. And I've had to teach myself that, too, how to, I mean, it's sun up to sundown, trying to find these fish and figure out what they're going to bite. So 
it's not as glorious, which I'm sure there's work in every professional you know, sport. Absolutely but, there is, yeah. You know, you've got to – to be a basketball player, you got to train and be in the gym, and I, and I get all that. And fishing's a little different in the sense that we – time on the water for us is where we, you know, can really make, make up the difference. And pre-scouting bodies of water, doing research, looking at – you know, the Internet's a great tool. So you're exactly right, though. It's It may be a little over-glorified, and people don't realize exactly uh, – what we do and they think we're just out there all you know making millions of dollars which is <laughs> definitely not the case you know we're out here you know grinding and out trying to survive and trying to um you know just catch bass and it's a lot of work hey you you kind of touched on it but i, I want to go back to to when you started you're still a young guy but when you started um your your career with the bass masters wait were you 19 20 years old I was 19 years 19. old. The first, the first, yeah, of the elite series event I actually fished. I was 19. Right, and you did uh, well. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. What the question is now? Being a young guy, there's, there's a lot more young guys coming up now too. And uh, how how do the other guys, the veterans, look at you? Are are they eager to help you, or are they kind of feeling threatened about about these young guys trying to steal their thunder? You know, I've I've always had a warm welcome from the majority of the elite series since I've been on, you know, at first I think they were a little nervous about me being so young and, and without getting into something else, I think the younger generation of fishermen are a little different than the older generation. Fishing's always been a gentleman's sport and, you know, usually people aren't very aggressive and all this good stuff. And and the younger generation coming in is very, very aggressive and that's helping them in some ways. And it's, it's not helping them in other ways. And I think once I kind of got over the hump where I proved to the majority of the guys out there, you know, the Tommy Biffles of the world, <laughs> that I wasn't out here to, you know, I wasn't out here just, uh, I wasn't going to fish your spot unless I, if I, unless I had fished there first. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Like, sure. um, I was trying to do it. things the right way. And I think once I figured that out, I've had, I've had a great, you know, uh, warm welcome from everybody. And it's, they've been willing to help me. And, uh, of course, I roomed with Mark Menendez. And he's he's been doing it, I guess, right at 20 years. And so we help each other out. And he's helped me a lot, too, with um, learning, you know, the, the ways of the Elite Series and, and professional gotcha. bass fishing, things like that. He's so that's an been awesome a big dude. Help. Mark's awesome. Did you have maybe yeah. one, one guy that was really helping you in the beginning or, or anyone you traveled with back then? Yeah, actually, I mean, it was Mark. I mean, Mark and Greg Vinson both. Uh, I traveled with both of them to start with, you know, and that was – that was the thing. I was 19, man. I hadn't hardly, I mean, yeah. I'd been out of the state. Don't get me wrong. You'll family vacation, stuff like that. But our very first tournament was in California. And I, that's wow. a 41 hour drive from my house here in Kentucky. So <laughs> wow. I, I jumped, you jumped in the truck and piled in right behind Mark and we caravaned all the way to California. And of course that's been, I guess, seven or eight years ago. Now it was 2010. So yeah. seven years ago. And he's, he's helped me along that way. And I kind of poke fun at him that he babysit me the first few years you know, when I was young, and, and now I babysit him now that he's getting old. So I, he's probably not watching this, but I'm going to make fun of him. Comes so around, I'm, goes around. Probably a lot of stops on the way to let Barkley pee in yeah. the yard, too. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you, you know, you're you're just getting started, 19 years old. It's like it's like the movie um, uh, Vacation with Chevy Chase. Do you, do you remember that, the first one? Yeah. Che- you know, yeah. like he's getting ready to hop in the pool with Christy Brinkley, and he's like, this is crazy, this is nuts, this is crazy, this is nuts. <laughs> I'm you in know? deep. Yeah, that's, that's what you got to be deep. thinking. you, you got to yeah. be thinking it right there. Hey, yeah, you've gone through sponsor changes in your, in your brief, uh, your brief uh, history here as a professional bass angler, and, um, and you got a pretty good group of them right now. I, I see you're doing pretty good. We're happy for you there. Um, 
But my question to you is, like, if you could cherry pick a sponsor, one that you don't already have, like if it was, it was something that you, you wanted this as a sponsor, who would you pick? What company? What, either in the fishing industry or not in the fishing industry, who, who would be your sponsor? Man, of course, you, you, you love asking loaded questions, don't you? That, that's, do, a, that's, that's what we – it's a talk show. It's a bad That's talk. a loaded question. It's a bad you know, talk show. Um, some, some folks that have always been really good to me, you know, they've, they've sent me baits when I needed them and actually sent me some before the Classic. I don't have any affiliation with them. They're not on any of my jerseys. They don't send – you know, really pay me – they don't pay me any money at all. They don't really send me that many baits. It was just baits that I've always worked with and people have been nice to me, and if I needed them, I could get them. And that's Strike King. Uh, I use a lot of their crankbaits, some of their jerkbaits, stuff like that. They make good product, uh, and they seem like really good people. And I like – of course, I may get into that I may have get into that situation and not like it. I don't know. I'm just – that was the first one that popped in my mind. Okay, but gotcha. They, they seem like they work – of course, Kevin is a big player and all that, but they seem like they listen to their pros. They, and I they think sure that's do. something that looked in, uh, in the bass fishing world is, I mean, Guys like Kevin and, I mean, Mark Menendez and just those ones off the top of my head, they have a lot of information that can help people that are producing baits. And I, yep. I feel like Strike King realizes that. Um, I'm not saying that I'm, you know, that's something I'm going out seeking after, but uh, I feel like they would be a good company to work with. Yeah, I, guess yeah, I, thought, was, you're, I thought you were going to say Mountain Dew. Mount Man. <laughs> but, I could do Mountain Dew. I could do, you know, uh, Gerald Swindoll, I think, does the diet Mountain Dew, and he's, he, he carry, I noticed he carries the diet Mountain Dew around with him at every way in. So he has to. Those will save your back. It's in his too. contract. It's in, yeah, it's in I, his, I think that must be in his contract. In, but yeah, Stri- Strike King's a good Let's fit. Let's do Coca Cola. We'll Stri- do that. Well, why not? Okay. To buy the world a Coke. It's right there. <laughs> yeah. It's right there. Yeah, Strike King would be a good fit for you. They got everything. And they got good guys. You said it right. I mean, Mark Copley over there. Awesome. Yeah, dude. Awesome. I was talking about Mark's great. You yeah. Know. Yeah, I mean, all, all those dudes over there. Um, here's the deal. All right. You're on summer vacation right now. This is your summer break. Okay. Correct. So. You, you know, you're 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 hanging out with your girlfriend. I'm sure you're doing some bass fishing. I'm sure you're, you're doing uh, pro bass fishing stuff. Uh, you're you're just doing regular old Bradley Roy stuff. But let's say that you could pick one elite series competitor to hang out with for a week of your summer vacation and learn from. Who would it be? Who would this young Bradley Roy pick? To be yeah. your mentor for the week. That's that's a tough one. Uh, We're all about the tough ones here. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. You know, if it, if it wasn't summertime, I got one right off the bat that if it wasn't summertime and before he he retires one day, I'd like to get Shaw Grigsby to teach me everything he knows about catching a bed off the bat. Oh, uh, yeah. Fish off the bed. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Uh, so I could spend some time in the boat with him. Uh, you know, I've... I've always thought Van Dam. Of course, that's a cliche answer, but Van Dam goes through the process of finding, you know, the process we were talking about earlier about finding fish and finding what the bigger ones eat. And he does it so fast. I'd love to fish some buddy tournaments or something with him, you It'd know, be awesome, just to right? see, just to see how quick he does it, you know, and uh, and I'm sure there's stuff I could pick up from him to still learn. I mean, he's been doing this a long time, absolutely, and obviously very very good at it. So. I mean, and, and if you're talking about summertime fishing, he's there's none better as far as a ledge fisherman and offshore fisherman goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other one that comes to mind, and one more, okay, that is always kind of he's he's always been a really cool dude, and he uh, 
I love to talk to him, spend time with him at the weigh-ins and things. But I think he knows way more about post-spawn fishing than – I think he's probably the best post-spawn fisherman we've ever seen, and that's Mark Davis. Wow. Uh, Mark Davis is just – whenever those bass leave the spawn and they go from – you know, when they're going from point A to point B, they're trying to get to their summer sun, that, that transition zone where we all get lost a lot of times, Mark understands that better than anybody, Mark Davis. And during that time of the year, I'd love, you know, early or late May, beginning of June, I'd love to spend some time on the boat with him because I think he understands it really, really well. Nice. It, those were phenomenal answers. And the, and another great part about Covered it. the whole year. Yeah, yeah. Is they're all Strike King guys, too. So yeah. it's, no, like, it's like a big I, dream come true. You get your <laughs> dream sponsors and you got your dream anglers. They're all Strike King. You're a big, happy family. You Welcome to the sponsorship. You might be able to make that Welcome to the family, B-Roy. <laughs> there it is. Right there. That's awesome. That, that is awesome, dude. Um, <laughs> hey, oh, do we got some, some questions here on uh, Facebook Live for Bradley? What's going on, JP? What, what we got, got some. You, you covered some. Is it correct you are the youngest angler ever on the elites? I was, yes. You were. Still the youngest angler to qualify. 19, I think, is the what they settled on. I was actually 18 when I qualified, but by the time I fished my first one, I was 19. So. I mean, did you drop out, drop out of school? I, I graduated high school a semester early and started fishing the Opens that spring of my senior year of high school and qualified my first year. That's wow. how you do it. That's called wow. the Gary Klein syndrome <laughs> yeah, right that's, there. Yeah. That's, there how you, that's how you do it. That is awesome. butter in a van. Right? We, got, we got our buddy Chip watching. He wants to know. Chip Ahoy? White or black frog? Oh, my God. Do we even <laughs> have to do this? I, I'm, a, I'm a black frog guy. Thank you. I, Thank you. I've. If if they're like the shatter spawning or something crazy going on, I'll throw a white one. But man, I really like that black frog a lot better. Well, they'll still eat black. It's a black frog. I go with the bluegill. <laughs> Here's official announcement: We are now banning the white frog, black Why? frog question. You're the it's only done. one that doesn't it's like that. Nobody who cares. No, nobody we're cares. still doing it. All right, no, okay. let's do it. Ivan wants to know what is your all-time favorite lure. Oh shoot, man! Yeah, when I started my career, I would have said the jerk bait, but. I've had to become a little more versatile than that, and uh, I mean, if that's a hard one. I mean, I really love throwing jerk bait, but I don't know that I can answer that question because whatever they're biting on, how about that? <laughs> that's the money maker. All right, the same guy wants to know what's your favorite condition to fish. Ooh, man, I, I like it whenever. This is weird to say, but I actually like it when a lake's coming up and uh, you know lakes have got a lot of rain or something and they're flooded. Sure. You know, that spins a lot of people out, but I love having all that access to new cover. It just, it makes the unknown kind it's of... It's an adventure. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, it's an adventure. And I, I, we've had some of those events the past few years, and I, I love it. I, every time somebody says the lake's flooded, I'm like, let's go. That's cool. And some guys hate it, but I, I really enjoy it. What you're saying is you like to flip mailboxes. Yeah. You're dang right. Yeah, And, and dumpsters and, you know, public restrooms and swing all that sets. good stuff. Grills. <laughs> so, yeah, swing yeah. sets. You, you got it. Hey, um, do you know who Bo Dowden is? Bo Dowden. Yeah. 19, what is it? Yeah. Right? 80. <laughs> classic winner. I think winner. so. Remind, re- refresh my memory a little bit, but I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking I think, about. I think he, won, it, he won the classic in 1980. The Bassmaster oh, on the uh, St. Lawrence yeah. uh, River yeah. in, uh, in 1980. Bo Dowden. That, Bo Dowden is my first professional bass fishing tournament memory. Okay, now, of course, before that, I, I loved watching Bill Dance and Roland and Jimmy and, and all those guys. But the first real thing that sticks in my brain was Bo Dowden winning that Bassmaster Classic, okay? What's your first 
bass fishing tournament memory. You know, I'm like, you know what I'm saying, right? You know what I'm getting at? Oh yeah, I know. What you're yeah, absolutely, I know what you're saying. Um, of course, I, as far as a bass fishing tournament, I, I fished with my dad growing up. But my first one, where I was actually around pros and kind of what you're talking about, something similar, uh, was at the 2004 Bassmaster Classic. I actually qualified for the Junior World Championship awesome. that through the through the Bassmaster thing and. We got to take. We were taken out by by the classic anglers. They were our boat captains. Nice. And and I I got drawn out with Chad Grigsby or I mean not Chad Grigsby. I'm sorry, Chad Brower. Chad Brower. And, okay. Uh, he doesn't fish. You know a lot of professional stuff anymore. But I got to be around Denny a lot. You know his dad Denny. And of course they're both great guys. We had a great week. But that was my first time in really having a great memory of and seeing the classic. Is the first time I'd ever been to a classic and. That was also the point in my career where I said, "This is what I want to do for a living." So that was my—that's a really fond memory for me. Getting her to be around Denny, getting her to be around Chad, of course, a lot of the other guys too. But that was the first time in my career I remember, or my life, that I remember thinking, "This is what I want to do for a career." That's a—that's a good one. Though. Heck yeah! That was the most exciting ending to a classic ever, in my opinion, too, yeah. with Takahiro. Yeah, it was. I mean, he knew it. He knew it. What, yes, he knew it. it. The crunk bot. That's uh, but yeah, it was definitely a cool, cool term, and I and I miss not to change the subject, but I kind of miss the summertime classics a little bit. Me too, I know they were dude. tougher and they're hard. They were hard to kind of find places you could go and not dive heat and all that good stuff. Yeah, but man. they were tougher, but they created more drama, I think, uh, sometimes. And I, I kind of miss the summertime classic every now and then. And, yeah, and, they used to actually come up by us occasionally too. Yeah, once. Yeah, yeah that's one right. Time. Yep. and uh, you know it's uh. But now you got Bass Fest, so that's G- yes. that you know, which is an awesome event. It's it's an awesome. I, event. I love it. Actually, the past two years I've done really well. On it, I know. So I, 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 I love it. I don't know what it is about it, but we know. Uh, I love it. We know you have, man. What what's your uh, what's your five year plan, Brad? Five year plan. Yep. Well, wouldn't like four four out of five years win the classic? No, okay. No, it's it. You know, for me. Uh, I've just been developing as an angler. Of course, you, you mentioned I started really young, and I probably started too young. I had to learn, um, had had to learn a lot of things real quick. I guess my learning curve had to be pushed up. So I, I think I'm developing a lot of things as I go, and I, I believe I've got a handle on some of them. So my goal in the next five years, I want to make the classic every year, which that's a big deal for us. Absolutely. And I would like to see myself start pushing into that top ten in AOI points. You know, maybe competing for angler of the year. I don't know if that. Uh, that who knows if that that's possible because every year is a little different. You know, I mean, you may have a good year to finish in the twenty in the points. That's just the way the elite series is. It's gotten competitive, but I want to get to where I can see myself in the top ten in the AOI points year in and year out. Consistency, consistency. consistency. And then if you do that long enough, sooner or later, things are going to go your way, and you're going to win one. Up. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're going to you're going to eventually win that classic. You're going to eventually win AOI. And you will eventually be sponsored by Strike King Lures <laughs> and Mountain Dew. And be funny for having one day. That's the that's the trifecta. Coca Cola. That's the yeah. five year plan. Okay, Brad. Uh, I got you. We'll check back in in five years. See if any of it's yeah, happening. We're, we're, you're, you're speaking our language, and we hope that you uh, check in with us uh, a lot sooner than in five years. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It's it's been an honor to have you on the show, dude. Um, do you have any any last words for your your fans or your, your sponsors before we get out of here? No, man, I just, I appreciate all the support I get on, you know, of course, I, I stay on Facebook quite a bit, and, uh, 
and also Instagram. So if anybody wants to follow along with me, get on there. Find I'm easy to find on there, and I'll reply to messages, answer questions. I love being on there. So definitely appreciate the support. Dude, and, his, and thank you for supporting us. What's his, up, JP? His Instagram is great. Yeah. It's one of the better pro fishermen out there. I appreciate that. And that's our social media Keep guy telling yeah, you this. I mean, that's, a, that's huge. I appreciate that. that. That's awesome. Dude, seriously, thanks so much for um, – for coming on the show, we got we got to keep in better touch, man. I had a good time with you, dude. I think we should do this way more often. Yeah, a- absolutely. And and uh, enjoy the rest of your your summer vacation. And uh, b- best of luck on the uh, on the northern swing, bro. Thank you so much. And I'll probably I'll run into you at St. Clair. I'll, I'll see you down there. That'd be good. All That'd right, be I'll, awesome. I'll bu- I'll buy you a Mountain Dew. That, that'll work. Coca Cola. Coca uh, Coca Cola. Sorry, Coca Cola. Yeah. Disclaimer. That's my sponsor. Yeah. That's <laughs> my new sponsor. I can't get <laughs> And I'll give you a Series Five crankbait. How's that sound? <laughs> All right, there it is. Hey, Brad. Thanks so much, Thank man. And uh, dude, you're awesome. You're awesome. Thank you so Pe- much. Peace out. That was Bradley Roy, Bassmaster Elite Series angler, uh, uh, wrapping up the show uh, right here. It's been another action-packed show. Gone over again. Uh, and we'll be back here uh, next Wednesday, same bass time, same bass channel. But before we go, I do want to remind you again, if you're viewing in the area, uh, please stop out at Centennial Park in Munster this Saturday. At what time is this, Ryan? 8 a.m. to noon. 8 a.m. in the morning. Uh, all pro, it's, a, it's a kids' fishing derby. All proceeds uh, benefit the Munster Volunteer Firefighters. Um, it's going to be fun. We're going to be there having a good time. And I hear there's hot dogs. And that is sponsored by Cabela's and Stray Cast. Yeah, Cabela's and Stray Cast. Wow, yep. that's pretty cool. We're sponsoring stuff. Yeah, we're sponsoring we're stuff. We're big time. Hey, and hey, everybody, don't forget your fishing licenses. Oh, yeah. Do good, not forget your fishing good licenses. Good point. Good point right there. Hey, um, They will be there. Thank you so much to all you uh, tuning in tonight. Uh, without you, we're nothing. Thank you to, to all our sponsors. Um, this is a blast, man. I'm not going to kid you. We have a great time here every Wednesday night, and we hope it conveys to you. So we'll catch you here next Wednesday night. And in the meantime, don't forget, we're on the iTunes, uh, past episodes on, uh, on straightcast.net. Uh, and check us out on that uh, book face page and uh, Instagram. JP's putting stuff up there all the time. So uh, we will see you next week. Until then, I bid you peace. Bass Galaxy. Shut up. David Letterman. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Straycast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!